Thank you for downloading this month in drinking history. Just to let you know, our live recording of our podcast is happening on March the 15th in Blue Dog in Glasgow at 7pm. It's part of the Glasgow Comedy Festival. It's only £5 per ticket and you'll get a free cocktail as part of that ticket price. We'll be joined with Raymond Mearns, Ben Verth and Billy Curwood, as always Elliot Simpson and me Ian TC. Hope we'll see you there. But before that, here's the new podcast. This month in drinking history. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this month in drinking history, where we attempt to prove that all great achievements from the past were due to alcohol, and we decided the most logical way to do this was in the form of a drinking game. So I think we've actually nearly killed Ian Hume before we started, so that's funny. <laughs> uh, are you okay there, Ian? Right, okay. There's a microphone. Aye. Aye, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll start with the first round, which is who drink and cheers. So Craig, can you tell us who drink and cheers, please? I'll tell you, uh, Ian recovers. Um, I'm Craig Wilson. Uh, I am, depending on the order of when the podcast goes, I'm still a sickly boy. Uh, I'm I'm drinking uh, a drink that I have come to know as being called the Bromosa, um, which is a drink that I saw in a video... uh, with the, the big, loud, epic mealtime man in it. Um, and it's wheat beer and orange juice. And Sounds horrific. Oh, it's, it's it's the closest thing to juice I can have. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, my cheers is taught to me by the Slovakian girl I work with, uh, Nastravie, which, which means uh, cheers. <laughs> Probably means get away from me, you sex pest. <laughs> so, hey, Ian, have you recovered? Uh, aye. Uh, can you give us a who drinking cheers, please? Yeah, I'm Ian Hume, barely alive. Because <laughs> um, I'm drinking Highland Park, but it's um, corked, <laughs> literally. Um, because obviously, uh, Ian with one eye, who we'll just call Cyclops, <laughs> um, he's obviously had this bottle of whiskey in here for quite some time. Yes, I have. <laughs> and I've just, I've just got to the arse end of it, really. <laughs> and it's uh, revolting. But <laughs> I'll be drunk. <laughs> That's what I like to see. Uh-huh. <laughs> and my cheers is Prost. Prost. Oh, good. So we move on. Will, can you give us a who drinking cheers, please? Uh, hi, my name is Will Name. I'm a gangster rapper and boy wizard. Um, I'm drinking Famous Grouse because I am a man of the people. <laughs> and uh, my cheers is Thanks, Dad. no explanation needed no there really isn't no (laughs) so we shall move on to your first round this month's reason for drinking this can be any reason you like historical or personal it's just one reason for drinking so craig can you tell me your reason uh so my reason is last night i had a really bad nightmare um where i was forced to live in a bus and i double parked it in a Sainsbury's car park and I got a really really big fine um, which I couldn't afford to pay because I work in a Mexican takeaway that that's it that's I mean small victories you know uh. (laughs) (laughs) to be quite honest I think the reason we both have for drinking would be what actually happened last night rather than your dreams yeah yeah we were on (laughs) we we were on stage with a a room that could be a only described as um, a death sentence. <laughs> 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 so we move on, Ian. What is this month's reason for drinking? 
Uh, this month's reason for drinking for me, I just started a new job. Um, I started driving the shuttle bus for Sainsbury's. And uh, <laughs> I pick, picked up a guy <laughs> who I couldn't get rid of. <laughs> um, so that's my, <laughs> my reason <laughs> for drinking. Fuck, that, was, that was funny. That was funny. I was <laughs> like, <laughs> you've got to stop sleepwalking, Craig. You're yeah, making Ian's life hell. I, I drank so much to try and uh, forget that, uh, <laughs> that <laughs> the whole experience. Gulp, yeah, and the guy still never even paid. <laughs> Craig's only but sympathetic into sympathetic. <laughs> so... Well, what is this month's reason for drinking? Uh, this month's reason for drinking is it's January, and it's very cold here in Scotland, and uh, I'm half Middle Eastern, uh, my dad's from Syria, so uh, having spent a lot of my time growing up in Syria, and having lived here in Scotland for 10 years, I don't know how any of you people like, manage to get through this winter without alcohol in your system. I don't understand it. I don't like this country. I mean, I love it, but I don't like it. I don't <laughs> know why I choose to live in a country where the air continually hurts my face. So, yeah. You kind of remind me how my dad describes me now. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. So for the 11 <laughs> months of winter this country has, like alcohol is the only solution as far as I'm concerned. Uh, well, technically alcohol is a solution. Oh, that was very fun. It <laughs> <laughs> was very fun wordplay. I enjoyed that. It's also, it's also the question. Alcohol is the question. Wow, it's fun and deep. I, I thought yeah. bird was the word as well, so Life we can move on answer. to all them. <laughs> oh no, we're turning into internet memes. <laughs> it's like motivational quotes. We'll all be there in a minute. We're a picture of a sunset behind all these words that we discussed and shared by middle-aged women. So, yeah, I think we've thoroughly explored this month's reason for drinking and we'll move on, Elliot. So we'll move on to round two and it's the Alco ad. This is a new advert for drinking or even against drinking, wherever we go. So we'll go to Craig, the comedy ninja first. Craig, can we have your Alco ad, please? Okay. Um, so, set the scene. Right, so there's a wee guy, and he's on a work night out, and he's been bought loads of drinks by his colleagues, and it's becoming very apparent that he's been pressured into accepting all the drinks. Then we cut to him absolutely steaming. End of advert. Glistening. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> So he's been pressured to accept the drinks because to him absolutely steaming. Cut again to him being chucked out of the pub for being too drunk. Then he's in a nightclub. He's falling around. He's bumping into people. And then there's a woman. She's all over him. And then there's a quick flashback to him kissing his girlfriend goodbye for the night out. And then back to him and he's kissing this woman on the dance floor. He's cheating on his girlfriend. Then he gets into a fight with someone and he gets punched in the face, his nose is bleeding and he gets chucked out of the club and then it cuts to him and he's in a tattoo studio and he's getting a terrible tattoo that he'll regret later on and then it cuts to him. Careful, Craig. You you only do good ones. (laughs) Uh, And then it cuts to him uh, waking up in a bus shelter the next day and he spews everywhere and he's in pain and then a voice comes in in the background and it says... Alcohol, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I, I and then maybe cut to like <clears throat> some bros in an ad exec office just high fiving. I don't think it's going to get past the kind of drink beware people with that. Well, one. I'm just going to say, it, yeah, this really leads into all the dangers of it. I mean, personally, I love it, but yeah. I'm not sure it's going to catch on. <laughs> we should so make some of these one day. Just <laughs> yeah. Literally go through pick the best one and actually make it. <laughs> I, I volunteer to, to do that one because if, if you listen to the last podcast, I went on a night out after it. 
so there may be some truth in that. <laughs> well, yeah. I think uh, just a wee bit of editing, maybe the first ninety percent, bin that, and then just see the fucking last strap line. <laughs> well, a man gets a tattoo <laughs> and then alcohol. It's awesome. <laughs> alcohol. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Keep the keep the cost down. Don't <laughs> do the tattoo. Just <laughs> alcohol. It's awesome. I kind of like that as a t-shirt actually. Yeah. <laughs> alcohol. Oh. It's awesome. <laughs> right, I, I think we've actually found the, nick, the name of this podcast already, Craig. Well done. Yes. <laughs> Why not just have the sack down the, f- the front of the t-shirt? I know a guy. And then alcohol <laughs> is awesome. Here's to you, Raheel. What <laughs> 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 a shame. The guys know how to defend themselves. Yippee. What <laughs> <laughs> oh, a <that was> mean. <laughs> but accurate. Uh, okay, have a drink for us, Raheel. Uh, Ian, can you give us your... Alco ad, please. I never wrote one, but I'll recount one that's not that famous, right? It was this was actually a television campaign, and it was front. It was it was by Stella, right? And it was tied in with um, f- the the fact that there's lack of fresh drinking water in Africa, mm-hmm. right? This sounds like a bad joke, but it's not. And it was fronted by the actor Matt Damon, right? And the website was called buytheladyadrink.com. And what you were to do, right, because it was always women that get sent for the water. Right, they have to walk five, six hours or whatever to get Mm -hmm. fresh drinking water to take back to the house, right? And um, this Stella thought, okay, well, we'll uh, we'll try and raise money (laughs) to install drinking water taps in their homes, Right. right? So the more Stella you drunk, the more chance you were that these families were going to get fresh drinking water plumbed in their house. So I gave up drinking for good. You know what I mean? <coughs> it really means that if you give up drinking <laughs> for good, yeah. you know. <laughs> right. So the the fact that you know buy the lady a drink dot com, I thought it was a I thought it was a wee bit condescending to you know to women. The fact that it's always women that goes out. That was a lot of right. I mean, what's the ma- what's the men doing? Are they in the house drinking, drinking Stella? Stella? <laughs> <laughs> what, I mean, what is that all about? I thought it was quite bizarre. That's pretty bizarre, but I get, I get the concept. It's the guy like in the house, like drinking like a six pack. It's like, I'm trying to get as a swimming pool next. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, in, the, in, in my days, this um, one's for you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remember the the chewing the fat team did the one about the the you know the cigarette coupons. Oh. That's right. <laughs> exactly. The more they smoked, the, the uh, more appliances they got was, for the. It was Regal, the house. wasn't it? The Regal Coupons or Club? Uh, at cl- embassy Club. The embassy. They all did it. They they all right. Well, who'd that have thought that Stella wouldn't have a history of classy undertones associated with it? <laughs> <laughs> who'd have thought? Who knew something about Stella would be misogynistic well, in some you, fashion? You know, it's just you know the poor lads lying lying in his bed with his, on top of his twelve case of Stella. <laughs> get your arse out that and get that fucking water. <laughs> <laughs> I've got this lot to go through. <laughs> And I'm doing it for, for you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Look what you made me do. Look, Gives a whole new meaning to that, doesn't exactly. it? Exactly. <laughs> Look, I brought my pals round to help me. <laughs> so yeah, that's my. It's, it's just a, re- a recap of an advertising. Oh, I like that one. And I, don't, I didn't really do well. I can understand. I may, I may have took some market hits. I'm a f- uh, but you know, because Stell is such a like a white knight brand, isn't it? You automatically think you know they're doing it right. 
in their advertising. Yeah. So, well, we'll move on to you. Can you give us your alco ad, please? Yeah, I wrote this on the train, so uh, things, uh, things are going well. Um, I'm uh, <laughs> So, anyway, I wrote this on the train. Uh, Should I do five the years train? Ago. Yeah. Do you want that train effect in the background? Yes, please. Diddly-dee, dee Neither of those were anything remotely related to trains. <laughs> it's a great train robbery, right? Cool. Great uh, train anyway, yeah. uh, really want to shit yourself, but can't find a socially acceptable catalyst. Tired of bringing bottles of laxative to parties and getting funny looks? Try 24 cans of Carling and a kebab. Experience all the joys of shitting yourself without the need to consume dry plums and castor oil beforehand. Alcohol, nature's stool cannon. <laughs> stool cannon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that might, yep, sorry, Craig. I think, <laughs> I think we just found a name for the fucking <laughs> podcast there. Stool cannon. They just stool cannon. Thank you for the golf clap there. You're welcome. <laughs> for, the, for the cloth, it's worth touching. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Any questions? I am not getting that image out of my head. That is, um, that's horrific. Thank God I'm an insomniac. Because uh, I wasn't sleeping tonight. Anyway, that's... Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. Stool cannon, that's an expression. I know. Crack, I know. It? it was my primary school nickname. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I didn't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be your friends. I was talking to alcohol. Uh, so thanks for that. That's excellent. I think we'll move on to the next round. So we'll move on to <laughs> round three, and we're going to have the alcohol facts of history. So, Craig, can you furnish us with your alcohol fact of history for this month, please? Okay, uh, so what it seems to be uh, my running theme for this episode is I got my Slovakian uh, work colleague to help me with this, uh, a.k.a. do it for me. Uh, so there is a, a Slova- Slovakian holiday called, oh, here we go, this is going to be fun, Velkonochna Obliavachka, which translates to roughly Easter whipping, throwing water on people. Uh, it's ah, a finally my kink. <laughs> 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 um, so it originates uh, from sometime in the 14th century. Oh, baby! Uh, <laughs> it's a tradition in Slovakia, where all of the men in a family on Easter throw buckets of water all over women and then whip them, surprisingly, <laughs> from, the, from the title. Um, during it, during the whipping, the men also give it... Oh, I love this. Oh, this is great. Every time, every time you say it, it happens. Whip. Whip. Great comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Steel cannon. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not a whip. That's shitting myself. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. That's a steel cannon. So, <laughs> so during <laughs> the whipping, the men are also given homemade alcohol, which is apparently very common to make in Slovakia, proving that it's not just aging Scottish dads that are using homebrews to seem cool. Then after the whipping, the women, oh, well, they, they, oh, they get to, they get to give the men chocolate as a reward. What? <laughs> this seems very unbalanced. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, you've, I've not even finished. Their job's also to give uh, lavishly painted eggs to the men as well, uh, which represent fertility, a.k.a. to show the men they're still willing to sleep with them even after they've soaked and whipped them. Do you know, I wow. actually believe the bus story 
more than that. This, this, is, this sounds like a fever dream. This is totally real. This is totally real. I mean, like, when, when the girl <laughs> at my work told me about it, like, she was like... So oh, there's so, like, this girl at your work that was, like, helping you all this, tell your story about fertility and whipping and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You really are naive as fuck, aren't you? Uh, you're I'm like, having a, a great time. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, mm. So uh, your, girlfriend, your girlfriend, if you read this story, your girlfriend should go on. I'm going to murder that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the so the women like uh, willingly give permission for the men to what? Well, I d- <laughs> so so. <laughs> trying to avoid saying the word whip. I'll stop now. I'll do it again. To okay. to throw buckets of water on them and yeah. whip them. So what so a stellar campaign! <laughs> I know he's that. That was two jokes in one. Well done. Yeah, very welcome. <laughs> God, I'm good. Um, so the it originated. Um, and before the country was uh, like a Christian country, um, but they attached it to Easter at a later date. Hence oh, the eggs. The so, crazy so, fucking so, Christians yeah. appropriating so things that it again. So that it didn't die out. Because like presumably people were like, oh well, men. Men were like, oh, people are starting to like question why we're getting pissed and humiliating women. Hmm. What if we said Jesus said it was okay? Like, is that fine? Oh no, uh, sorry, I thought you meant that was the original Catholic Church's position and then they moved it and just put the other bit into it. Why are well, we getting pissed and humiliating women? Oh, the Catholic Church's <laughs> position are always, is always on your knees. <laughs> but, were you a good altar boy? Is, is that where they get the expression, he takes a fair bucket? I don't actually know that. I don't think that's an expression. That's, that's not an expression. <laughs> you just it takes a fair bucket. It's an idiom. Unless you're talking about the sesh. <laughs> oh, different, different I always times. love when someone makes up an expression. Different times. Well, this heady mix of Easter BDSM and water sports. I, I, I'm not buying that it's a... I'm not buying it. No. I'm afraid I'm afraid that's that's going to go in the dubious fact column. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, there if there are any Slovakians in the room, I'm willing uh, to be corrected, can, but Elliot, I'm not buying it. Have you got your device? Can you look it up? Can we yeah, can yeah. search for the dubious fact? We'll, we, we'll have Elliot research this fact. <laughs> When we um like when we were talking about it, she was like, "Oh, like what what are you gonna do for Easter? Like, are you like, are you gonna bucket like, pour buckets of water over your girlfriend and whip her?" Yeah, <laughs> like, like, she was like, she was like, "Oh, have you got your fruit rotten to make the moonshine for the party?" Uh, <laughs> like, are you got are you gonna waterboard your missus and then do some BDSM while you get tanked and fucking homemade cider? Like, <laughs> she's acting like it was it was like it was like a totally normal thing. Like, wait, you don't do this? I'm like, no one does this. <laughs> Where and when did this happen again? So I can look it up. Slovakia. Slovakia. Right. So it when, obviously when, originated when it was Czechoslovakia. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, what we'll do <laughs> obviously. is we'll let, we'll let Elliot do on the, the, the dubious fact column there and we'll move on to Ian Hume to have your alcohol fact of history. Alcohol fact of history. Um, I can tell you the strongest beer that's brewed mm-hmm. is a beer called Snake Venom. And it's brewed by a company called Beermeister. And it's sixty-five uh, percent proof. Would would that be a German company? Um, <laughs> With a name like Beermeister. Beermeister. I'm not sure. It's just that I found it straight because the second strongest beer is by the same company, right? And it was sixty-three and a half percent. Now, at what point during that <coughs> brainstorming session did somebody think, do you know this? See, it's sixty-five percent. That's just no enough. 65% beer. It's like they only serve it in like 35 mil. So they serve it like a shot. Yeah. They serve it like a shot, right? Now, t- for someone to make a bottle of this stuff and think, 
you know, 65%. We need more guys. Come on, we need, we need more. I kind of have the same thing with Tennant Super. I had a, who, who was like, had that meeting where they're going, you know, we're doing fairly well, but we just don't have a share of the tramp market. <laughs> what, what, we did, what do we need to do? Let's just fucking, I know, we'll, we'll make it four times as strong. As <laughs> make a logo really big on it. <laughs> what is a normal beer? 5%, 4.5%, five, five, say 5%. Yeah, about 5% right. your average. Could I, I so could let's I. make it, let's make 13 drinks in the one. When you put it like that, that's a great idea. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm all for that saving time aspect of it. I'm just surprised that I multiplied 5 and 13. Bang on, yeah. <laughs> I just thought you were a card player there, because that, that was... That's a no, but do you know what I think? I mean, is there room in this world for a 65% lager or I, a beer? I did yeah. actually have an 80% proof gin last night, and it was absolutely belting. I mean, no, a pint of the fucking stuff. You're a real dad. <laughs> Let's have a pint of Armageddon, please. That's, that's what they call the second strongest one, Armageddon. Armageddon. Right, so, so they came up with that one first. Right? And then they thought snake venom is a more the, like yeah, dangerous Armageddon, term than Armageddon. Right, which is the end of the fucking world. Right? Yeah. And they thought, what's worse than the end of the world? A fucking snake bite. Yeah. No, but you get guys in the pub ordering beer, right? a, a lager, and it's 4.5%. And, and they'll say, no, I want that one because it's 5.5%. Mm-hmm. I, no, give them Armageddon. Right, shut it. There you go. That's a good fact. I like that one. I've got a theory that they they made that for like the guy who he has to work late and he's still coming on the night out and he shows up at like half eleven and he's like, oh, a catch up. Yeah, like you're only allowed to have it if you can prove that you clocked out an hour ago. <laughs> That's what he should have called it. Here's the catch up. That's exactly it. If you show up late for the party, all your yeah. mates are cunting. Whoever arrives at uh, last orders, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Exactly. All your mates are dicks when they're steaming and you're yeah. sober. Market it with like a free sleeping bag or something. That's how you go. <laughs> Here it is. This is the catch up. Two of these and you'll be a slabbering drunk with the rest of them. You're out in the street, boy. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks very much for that, Ian. We'll move on. Will, can you give us your. Alcohol fact of history, please. Yes, uh, I'd like to talk about a drink known as Malort. Have you guys heard of Malort? I have not. It is a uh, it is a spirit drunk pretty much exclusively in Chicago, where I have spent a lot of time. Uh, it's called Jepson's Malort, invented uh, in Chicago in the 1930s by Carl Jepson, a uh, Swedish immigrant. Uh, basically, sold in the Midwest, and it is uh, it is known for its incredibly bitter taste, and uh, yeah, is not a pleasant thing to put into your body. Um, it has been described variously as tasting like pencil shavings and heartbreak. And uh, <laughs> I think you can buy that as an IPA now. Yeah. My it's it's, it's 67.5% really above Snakebite. Um, the, there is a famous description on its label. Now it's a lot more tame, but it used to read this. Most first-time drinkers of Jepson's Malort reject our liquor. Its strong, sharp taste is not for everyone. Our liquor is rugged and relenting, uh, unrelenting, even brutal to the palate. During almost 60 years of American distribution, we found only one out of 49 men will drink Jepson Malort. Now, I've had it, and there is a video somewhere on my phone, the 4th of July, being indoctrinated into this uh, Midwestern tradition of everyone going, uh, Happy 4th, this is Will's first Malort shot. I tried it. There was a huge pause, and I just screamed going, Fuck, it tastes like bleach! It was genuinely, <laughs> genuinely disgusting. And it's known as this sort of uh, indoctrination ritual into Chicagoan culture, and is a very Midwestern thing to have. Um, but I don't believe any single person that actually drinks it really enjoys it. I think they just reclaim it for a sense of identity, rather than any actual taste or like... Oh, I'm loving it. Like, it's such yeah. a Scottish thing, a whole drink culture based on a dare. I I'm know. loving it. <laughs> yeah. Drink this, it's fucking awful. Yeah, very Scottish <laughs> when I think about it, yeah. <laughs> That's <Right>. tremendous. <laughs> Love that. Thanks for yeah. that drink. That's yeah. where I got married. 
<laughs> Go on, it's fucking awful. One of, one of the things that my I first like wife, by the way, not, yeah, not, my, not yeah. my present. We made a bit of ten quid, so you had to follow through. Shit <laughs> <laughs> bag of says, says the fucking steel cannon. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, this marriage tastes like bleach. <laughs> so Elliot, have we got a fact yet? Well, it, it, it's actually in the Guardian. There we go, it's no! A, well, well, we, not, not, not everything is exactly how Craig said it. There's no mention of, of chocolate being as a reward. Like, men would be given, like, eggs, that's true. But also, uh, apparently children were given money as a reward. So it actually gave the kids a financial reason to going assault, a assault women. Do, don't tell anyone that I've whipped and soaked you. Uh, <laughs> Dear God. And I was in a pizza express in walking. Okay, there's all that water you can't prove there's sweat it's from the bucket this may be a lawsuit so we'll move on thanks very much So we're now round four, Drunken Lies or Sober Truth. That's where Elliot, the pub landlord, is going to read out two very short stories and the panel have to decide which one is the sober truth and which one is the drunken lie. So, Elliot, please. Right, yeah, well, probably just as well that uh, Thomas couldn't make it today because the first story is actually about a Welsh myth. So if he was here, he probably would have to tell immediately whether it was true for a lie. Uh, but yeah, the first story is about a scary Welsh Christmas horse skull. So in the Welsh Christmas tradition of... Uh, I, I apologise for the pronunciation, I'm probably going to fuck it up. But the um, the Welsh tradition of uh, Mary Lud, uh, a horse skull, which is called a Lud, will uh, visit your home singing rhymes outside your door. The person inside the house then has to sing back with excuses as to why the Lud can't come in. This will go back and forth until one of them gives up. If the person in the house can't respond, then they have to let the Lud in and it will get to raid your pantry and drink all of your booze. Uh, so essentially you are rap battling with a horse skeleton to keep from nicking all your booze. Uh, so groups of men would uphold this tradition by going to people's houses with a horse skull mounted on a pole with a sackcloth. And it basically started around the 1800s and declined. It's sort of declined around the mid 20th century, mostly due to opposition from the local Christian clergy. Uh, the council finds some small circles uh, forming it even today, though probably in, in secrecy. <laughs> The Christian clergy were vying to throw water on women and whip them instead. Exactly. <laughs> much, much more useful, useful, useful yeah. time. <laughs> just the way the Slovakians do it. Yes. <laughs> but apparently, according to the Guardian, apparently it's not just Slovakia. Apparently, like a lot of um, Eastern European countries, uh, like Hungary and Poland, did it as well. Uh, but anyway, that's the story of the of a scary Welsh Christmas horse. Uh, second story is about uh, how it was once illegal to get a fish drunk in Ohio. Uh, so for a long period of time, it was actually illegal to get a fish drunk in Ohio because it was actually a subclause as part of a larger law that stated that no person shall place or dispose of in any manner any garbage, waste, peelings, rubbish, bottles, or anything else of any unsightly or unsanitary nature in any state-owned or controlled uh, river or stream or pond. Uh, this related to fish because the law also included uh, dumping silage, which is like a mixture of plants used as animal feed, and that was kept in silos where it would ferment, creating ethanol. Uh, hence, dumping it in the water would actually get the fish drunk. Uh, so there was actually there was a, a specific fish clause that was made. I called that it was um, unlawful for any person to deposit in any stream or lake or pond any drug, uh, medicated bait or alcohol with the intent thereby to poison or catch fish. And breaking that law was actually punishable by a fine ranging from fifty to five hundred dollars, which in today's money is actually about thirteen hundred dollars. Um, so uh, while it's still illegal to dump waste into a higher waters, uh, the specific like fish clause was removed in 1979. So, wow. what's true? Is wow. it a rap-battling skeleton, or is it don't get your fish drunk? I nearly fell asleep there. <laughs> wow, there's so many specifics. You can ask questions. You can eat details. Yeah. Um, okay, the fish getting drunk, is that is that why measures are fifth gills and quarter gills? 
<laughs> that was an attempt at a crowbar pun, but fair enough. As <laughs> <laughs> the cork, as the cork is, just hitting you. <laughs> so wait, uh, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. Can you say the entirety of the second one again? Jesus. Basically, in Ohio, there's a law saying that you can't like dump any waste of rubbish into, so, into the waters because you'll get fish drunk otherwise. And it's like foul play to try and catch fish easily by making them drunk. And there's a specific what. You said a specific fish clause. Well, yeah, it's, it's like a it's like a sub clause in a larger law. Santa for haddock. What? Yes. I don't understand. <laughs> it's like, it's like a general law for like don't don't dump shit into the rivers. But there's there like was a, a fish clause. A specific fish clause. Like, oh, but also don't get fish drunk. to yeah, catch them easier. Don't get fish drunk. Right. I mean, these both sound like complete horseshit. <laughs> that's skeleton horseshit. <laughs> it was easy to tell which one was the truth. That, I don't, <laughs> therein lies the game. I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that. That's true. I don't think that. Uh, I don't think that people uh, would make a fish clause specifically for something just so niche and so specific. And I don't think the Welsh have ever heard of hip hop. So I think both <laughs> these things are completely untrue. So Will is going for the pulse. the crazy kind of standpoint, knowing that one of these is true, to say <laughs> neither of them. I'm are calling true. you a bluff. I think it's bollocks. Okay, so we'll go to Ian then. What, what's your thoughts? I like on I like the horses' head. Rap battling like. horses. Rap, I, I I think that's quite good. I. So like I can, uh, can see I can see Will's point on the whole the uh, Welsh hip hop. I mean, the only example I can think of is Goldie Looking Chain, and that wasn't a great example. <laughs> Even uh, then, I just love the fact that like maybe the Welsh Assembly can open again with that. <laughs> uh, like a rap like, battle at the like start. Oh, I'd love exactly to see a rap right. battle try and get like fucking Black laws Rod, passed. Black Rod goes in with a fucking bang, bang, bang. Fuck that. Give it a, hor- a horse. Get a horse's head. Aye. <laughs> no, like that. Okay, so you're going horse's head. Craigie boy, what is it then? Um, I I really want to believe the Welsh one, but like, this I, rewrites the history of hip hop. I can't have that. Hip hop was invented <laughs> in in the in the Bronx in the 1970s, and no, now it's been no, invented not by a skeleton horse. By a skeleton horse in in Aberystwyth. I can't believe this. <laughs> no. Let's destroy your career. It's true. Yeah, I know. Yeah, there's uh, <laughs> a bit, yeah war. Uh, no, it'd be better than getting drunk fish. It'll be smoking salmon. Hey. <laughs> oh, that was very fun. <laughs> well done. Um, but I. The one time I went to Wales, I, I witnessed four fights waiting in... I thought you were going to say, I witnessed a skeleton horse dropping a sick rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> well, well I, w- I witnessed four fights in the four hours I waited for the megabus. One and so, hour, like, that's on the average. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I, I was... Like, you wouldn't rap battle the, the skeleton if, if anyone... you it. Yeah, you just <laughs> you just stick the head in it. Like, um, and wow, I've seen... Craig's loosening up. <laughs> <laughs> three drinks in, ready to fight. <laughs> <laughs> the orange juice is for... Fuck you, you yeah. big gangly horse-skulled fuck. <laughs> I'm right here, man. Uh, <laughs> you started to show you was like a fucking newscaster. You <laughs> guys show him up. Um, and I've I've seen videos of Americans throwing dynamite in a pond to catch fish because it's easier to just blow them out of the water. Mm. So I'm gonna go with that they would definitely get them drunk. That that's the civilized people. So as as the vote stand, we have Craig on. It's definitely the drunken fish. That's uh, why Ian, we get bombed. Ian is wants to, to to rap battle a horse. And yes. I think you just threw a lot of adjectives, nouns, and verbs together and. Conjured up two bullshit paragraphs. That's your whole fucking act. Well, <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just saying I, I can smell it when it happens. And, 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 and Will Namey 
pulling from his uh, vast experience of throwing words together to make things happen, <laughs> yeah, is yeah. saying that none of it's true. So, Elliot, can you please furnish us what is the truth? Furniture us? <laughs> you going to furniture us? Please, shut up! I'm about <laughs> seven gins in, right? It's <laughs> a fucking Ikea. <laughs> can you Ikea, because please? <laughs> Let me lay it. If you turn you, nah, that didn't work. Wow. <laughs> wow, hang on. No, see, that didn't deserve that. I'll do it. I'll do it. Uh, oh, what button do I press? Joke. <laughs> uh, <ouch>. Sick. <laughs> what a dick. Oh, fun with friends, fun with friends. Am I, am I you thinking they were both false? I mean, before we know, this could be the one week I cease to give a fuck. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I can reveal that uh, the scary Welsh Christmas horse is actually true. What? Wow. The Maddie Lude. I don't know how you pronounce that. I might get Tom, to get, edit Tom in later to say how you pronounce it. it. No, I know. I've, when I found that story online, it made my day because I found it just after Christmas. I was so upset we couldn't get it into Christmas episode yeah. but it's a great story but having scotland's foremost improvisational rapper denounce it in front of everyone so so now it's punishment i think you have to i think you have to film yourself doing a rap battle against a real skeleton horse absolutely yeah yeah just uh, take me to the course of a <laughs> of a dead stallion and i'll just fucking go to town yo that it's me on the mic contact, contact. <laughs> can't believe it was a horse that could rain oh hang on where is it where is it where's the goal there we go that'll Oh, that was the wrong one. Which one did he want? <laughs> yeah. Not very well done. <laughs> so that's excellent. Thanks very much. So we have made it, ladies and gentlemen, to the last round, which is, of course, my favourite round, Finish the Alcohols. I read out the start of a famous quote about drinking, and the panel have to finish with their hopefully witty endings. So, I work until... My mum comes to pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> I work Aww. until... I work until the audience tells me to get off stage because this is a library and how's you climb in that bookshelf and I'm calling the police. <laughs> <laughs> I work until... That's a cat, you would not I work until I'm faulty. Oh, hey. that, was, that, was, that was fun and Just sad at the same yeah. time. <laughs> a, oh. Oh. I work until... My kids finally respect me. Oh, 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 no, I'm moving on from that. <laughs> That's done. I'm done. Oh, no, I work until... I'm dead because I'm a freelancer. <laughs> oh, God. I, yeah, I'm working until... I work until I'm dead because I work in Tory Britain. No, uh, I work... <laughs> so I work until Tony Blair's run in prison. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Elliot. <laughs> sorry, Craig. I just jumped on your line there, sorry. Um, I work until... Anyone? The goo comes out the shaft. I'm not proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, we're done with that one, but well done. Of the word I well work done. until beer. Oh, no, one. We got one. Sorry, I <laughs> work right. until I work until I'm found out. Oh right, okay. Oh, fun and sad. That was worth for that. <laughs> uh, I work until beer o'clock. That was Stephen King. So mm-hmm. we went right. Uh, I distrust camels and anyone else who can. Technically, wear breasts on their back. <laughs> I distrust camels and anyone else who can. Spit instead of swallow. I distrust camels and anyone else who can. I distrust camels and anyone else who can look at me so enticingly with two sets of alluring eyelashes across those golden desert sands. That was kind of romantic and creepy all the same. I distrust them. They clearly love you. Look, look, here's the thing. Look, you'll learn. You'll learn. (laughs) How naive is that, young lads? (laughs) I'm. I didn't expect like all three of those aunts in a row to be about us fucking camels, but here we all are. (laughs) Here we all are. <laughs> I was just jumping on what you're all doing. But it's creepy in a different way. <laughs> <laughs> I distrust camels and anyone else who can. Spit on me when I offer them a crisp at the zoo. <laughs> <laughs>
Why are you offering crisps to camels at the zoo? They look hungry! I distrust camels and anyone else who can. Walk on all four candles. Four candles. Four candles. <laughs> four. four candles. Four yeah, candles. That's, a, that's actually a, a little reference to Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, and her vagina <laughs> smelling candles. candles. The, the yeah. funny smelling candles. I, oh, I honestly think with the point now she's just trolling us. <laughs> <laughs> I distrust camels and anyone else who can. I have a cigarette branch named after them. That's quite right. I'm Mr. Marlboro's a cunt. <laughs> um, I distrust camels and anyone else who can go a week without a drink. That's Joe E. Ellis. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Candy is dandy, but... The Beano is Fino. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that sounded Fino. quite... Uh, big, just it did a little bit. Yeah. Uh, candy is dandy, but... That camel gave me syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> a callback. Awesome. Uh, candy is dandy, but... Heineken makes you mine again. Ah, that's a good rhyme. Candy is dandy, but... You ready for this one, Mr. MC Hammersmith? Yes, yeah, you ready yeah, for first name MC, second name Hammersmith. You ready? Mr. Before it, please. Ready for, this, ready for this? Ready for this rhyme? Ready for this yes, one? Yes, please. Candy is dandy, but tequila makes you sick. That's a good rhyme. Yeah, yeah. it's a good rhyme. Yeah, it's a half rhyme. It's a slanted rhyme. It's yeah, it's interpretive. Candy is dandy, but rum makes you come. I'm sorry. Speaks from experience, clearly. Candy is dandy, but. Whiskey makes you corky. Uh, oh, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. A, a passive-aggressive dig from <laughs> Candy is dandy, but real ale is pish. <laughs> <laughs> it's candy is dandy, but liquor is quicker. Is um, That was Ogden Nash, or also, curiously, Willy Wonka from the Gene Wilder movie. Which same, same person. Was kind of creepy. Who came first? Well, that who had drunk first? Yeah, exactly. Who had drunk yeah, first, who, who does who it? First? <laughs> <laughs> the best research for playing a drunk is... Working in live comedy for more than eight seconds. <laughs> <laughs> the best research for playing a drunk is... Being on this podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the best research for playing a drunk is... Making sure he's in tune. Ah. <laughs> oh. Playing a drunk. Oh. Yeah. Uh. I didn't know we were that time. Playing oh. yeah. yeah. has several meanings. It took a second there. <laughs> yeah, well done. Yeah. The best research for playing a drunk is... Being married to my bitch ex-wife. <laughs> the, best the best research for playing a drunk is... Being your friend. Oh, yeah, I am an enabler. I know that. The best research for be playing a drunk is... Growing up in Ayrshire. <laughs> the best research for playing a drunk is... Being one for at least a year. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Method acting, I'm liking it. It's the best re research for playing a drunk is being a British actor for 20 years, and that was oh. Michael Caine. Men are like wine. Some... Belong in a cellar. <laughs> <laughs> Back uh, to Slovakian things. I was, was going to say, I've got a room full of them in my cellar. Right. <laughs> men are like wine, some. Uh, men are like wine, sometimes I come in a cardboard box. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Haven't we all? <laughs> some men are like my. So sorry. Some men are like wine, some. Times I come in a cardboard box. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> some men are like wine, some. Times I come in a cardboard box. <laughs> that's that's very good. Yeah. That's very good. Men are like wine. Some get their bottoms fingered. You know how you oh, like, like wine. You know, you feel, yeah, you feel the bottom of the yeah, bottle. The, the, the bevel, the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, you can maybe do that <laughs> again. Men are like wine. Some turn to vinegar, but the best improve with age. That was a fuck. That was Pope John the Thirteenth. The biggest that. baby oh, merchant you'll ever find. Got that Sorry, uh, men are like wine. Some taste horrible. And, okay. Oh, for fucks. <laughs> Some can be found at the local spa. I was, I was either sexual or serial killer. I'm not quite sure which is more sinister. Okay, so time is never wasted when you're... 
listening to this month in drinking history. Thank you. That <laughs> may be an advert for this month. Time is never wasted when you're. Times I come in a cardboard box. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> Some t- time is never wasted when you're. 61 years old. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> time is never wasted when you're. Fucking a camel. <laughs> <laughs> A box. <laughs> a box. Sorry, not camel, cardboard box. <laughs> Time is never wasted when you're... Using Cabo. rosemary instead. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> had to be done. Uh, Time is never wasted that when you That camel you're. doesn't call me back. <laughs> cardboard box, you were lucky. <laughs> Luxury. Uh, Time is never wasted when you're... How do you get in that library? <laughs> Is time is never wasted when you're wasted all the time. That's Catherine Zandliola. I come in a cardboard box. And came in a cardboard box. So thank you, we made it! Yay! Yay! Time, please! Well, last orders have been called, and now all we've got left to do is go over to Elliot to find out who has to cough up for the booze. Yes, it's time to close the doors and give out the scores. Due to the changes imposed by NHS Scotland, the new recommended drinking allowance has changed, so players are now ranked out of a total of 56 units. In first place is the cantankerous king Ian Humes with 43. In second place is a ravishing rapper MC Hammersmith with 42. And in last place is the debilitating drunk lord Craig Wilson with 35. Now all that's left to do is just to thank our panellists. We had Will Nami, Ian Hume, Craig the Ninja Wilson. The questions were attempted to be asked by me, Ian TC, and we had Elliot Simpson keeping an eye on the scores. Remember, this is just a bit of fun. Please always drink responsibly, and if you have any problems with alcohol, please go to the website drinkaware.co.uk. This podcast was sponsored by The Comedian Tattoo, and you can find out more about comedy events on the website goodtattoos.com forward slash comedy. Cheers!